0: or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, As always, we want to encourage you to be sending in your questions. Our information is usually right here at the bottom of the screen that you can send them in to. And then sometimes, Dan, you get some as well from various channels. And this is one of those, so I'm going to let you introduce this question to us this week.
1: Okay, the question was, does the Holy Spirit operate separate and apart from the Word of God? Mm.
0: So, So like, does it move on its own, Mm. is basically what they're asking? Or is it just that they have two separate wills?
1: Well, usually, usually when people ask this question... Um, it's in reaction to Pentecostalism, where in in the charismatic movements of various oh, okay. kind, uh, the Holy Spirit does things, and it's not just through the instrumentation of the Word. Mm. So let's kind of start basic and go on this a little bit. <clears throat> okay. First of all, the Holy Spirit does not equal God's Word. God's Word is a product of... Of the Holy Spirit, God's Word is God breathed, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> in uh, through interactions with other men on earth. Yes, and yeah. David in Second Samuel twenty-three, two, I think, said, uh, "The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and His Word was on my tongue." Mm. So the Spirit of the Lord caused David to speak and write these certain things in the Psalms. Well, yeah. uh, in Acts four twenty-five. Well spoke the Holy Spirit by the mouth of our Father David saying mm-hmm. uh, So the Holy Spirit did place the Word of God in the minds of the prophets. That's one of the works of the Holy Spirit, right. However, in um, uh, Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit came down mm-hmm. upon him like a dove in the form of a dove. That wasn't God's word that came down upon him. that was yeah. the Holy Spirit empowering him uh, to cast out demons and work miracles, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, and do lots of different things. The Holy Spirit certainly accompanies the Word of God in a person's life because we know that God's Word, Luke eight eleven, 11, is the seed of the kingdom. Right. And that... Um, God's Word has to be planted in a person's heart in order for that person to be convicted and converted and become a Christian in the first place. Yeah. See? So when a person accepts the Word of God, well, let's think about it this way. Acts 2, verse 41, Mm -hmm. those that gladly received His Word were baptized. So you receive God's Word and then you're baptized. But in Acts 2.38, once you repent and are baptized, you Mm -hmm. will do what? Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we have to receive God's Word Mm -hmm. before we're ready to be baptized. But then when we're baptized, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those are not the same. And so then before
0: we continue, just as kind of a clarification in there, is that reference to the Word as... The Spirit influencing the writing of the Bible, is that different
1: than the John 1 where it talks about in the beginning was the Word and the Word was? We're not talking about Christ, the capital W Word of God. Okay. We're talking about His His written written Word, His inspired Word that came through prophets or from the printed page of the writings of the prophets. Okay. Are those two different words in the original language? It's or is the same word. Same word. Only context determines. Ooh, Those are yeah. always fun. Those are fun. <laughs> so okay. so Just let's wanted to clarify that. Let's continue this. We're, we receive God's word and we're baptized. We continue to take in the word. Okay. But God also says we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, in 1 Corinthians 6... Verse eighteen and nineteen. He's talking about the need that we have to um, to flee from the sin of fornication, which mm-hmm. is a misuse of our bodies. Right. Read eighteen and nineteen there. So it starts with that flee from sexual immorality.
0: Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but sexual immorality is a sin against his own body. Or do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. All right, so
1: stop right there. Mm -hmm. So he's in verse 18. He's talking about fornication being a sin against the physical body. Yeah. And then verse 19, he continues that thought, don't you know that your body, well, that's this Mm -hmm, body, this thing is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you. So Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit dwells in your body. Because again, he's talking to a group of Christians, trying to correct them. But, but what I'm trying to point out is he doesn't say in your mind, he says the spirit dwells in your body. Mm. The Word of God is written on our hearts and our minds, but the Holy Spirit lives in our body. Hmm. So the Word and the Spirit are not the same, but the Spirit lives inside of people who are being transformed and influenced by God's Word. So the question was, does the Holy Spirit operate separate and apart from... The Word, the The Holy Spirit, it's sort of like if I write a book, the book is my product. I've written that book. Mm -hmm. But that book is not me. Right. And the Holy Spirit, the product of the Holy Spirit is God's Word. But God's Word is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. Okay. Uh, Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. This book is not grieved. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit of God is grieved because He is a person. Okay, um, so uh, the Holy Spirit, as a person, does things for us. Mm-hmm. And for example, in Romans eight twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven, he is interceding for us when we suffer. Interceding in our prayers with groanings that cannot be uttered. The word doesn't groan. Mm -hmm. And the word, this Bible, does not intercede. The Holy Spirit is doing that for us as a person. Mm -hmm. Now, he's interceding for people that have the word of God working in their lives. But he is doing this in addition to the word of God dwelling in you. Yeah, it talks about how he searches those people's hearts. Yes, and and the Bible does not search anybody's heart. mm -hmm. Uh, Now, another um, passage I think that's misunderstood here is Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God is living and And active active Mm -hmm. and sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing under the dividing of both soul and spirit, joints and marrow, quick to discern... The Mm -hmm. thoughts and intents of the heart for all creatures are uh, vulnerable and and laid bare before his eyes. You know, well, that's not talking about this. That's talking about the living Mm. Christ that discerns. So the Holy Spirit also, according to Ephesians 3.16 and Ephesians 3.21, strengthens us with power in the inner man and and Paul says in Ephesians 3:21 that you know to the one who's able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or imagine according to that power which works in us mm-hmm. go back to verse 16 that's the holy spirit strengthening yeah. us with power so would it so when we're getting
0: back to that do they work apart from one another would it be a fair statement to say if the spirit is helping write the Word through God. You know, God has sent the Spirit to man to help write the Word that the Spirit wouldn't act outside of it or in a way that would negate
1: the words. Oh, absolutely not, no. And the Word is in the hearts and minds of people who have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. It's not that you can separate them and pull them apart. They're not the same, but... Those people in whom the Spirit dwells are also people in whom the Word of God is working.
0: Yeah, they're all part
1: of that same process that works between God and man and that reconciliation process. In in Philippians 2.13, it is God who works in you. Mm -hmm. But um, the Word of God Mm -hmm. also works in you that believe according to... 1 Thessalonians 2.13 So... It, it's not that you can, like, separate them, but to limit. Here's here's what I think the okay. the questioner maybe was getting at. To limit the work of the Holy Spirit to only what the Word of God does mm. is not fair to Scripture.
0: Okay. So to, giving, say, so to say that the Holy Spirit's work ended with
1: creating the Bible. That sort is of thing. incorrect. Okay. The Spirit of God gives people spiritual gifts mm. and... It's not just through the word that he gives people. The Bible doesn't explain how that is done. I think this is the problem. We want to explain how the Holy Spirit does all the things that he does. And the Bible doesn't explain that. Well, and I can,
0: like, from my own non biblical sort of standpoint, it's hard. If I'm thinking about this process of a spirit dwelling within me and somehow making me do things or helping me do things or giving me understanding. As much as I truly believe the Bible and want to understand it, it's still weird to me. So if I'm outside of this and trying to think, what are those people talking about? It's almost like a invasion
1: of the body snatchers sort of thing. And you're going, what are those people? The Holy Spirit you does know. not do things to us against our will. Mm. Um, <clears throat> in Luke 11:13, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will... Yeah. Your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask Him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if yeah. if we don't want the Spirit of God living in us, then He won't. Yeah. But but it's not a force. Of, like all things in Scripture, it's not a forcible relationship. No, we choose to accept the gospel of Jesus and accept that promise that the Holy Spirit will live in us, and we choose. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine wherein is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. That's a command. Yeah. So we can either choose to be filled or not. That means we. the more we give our life over to God, the more the Holy Spirit will fill us. Mm-hmm. But we simply have to accept some things by faith rather than, than saying, but how does God do it? Right. Well, the Bible doesn't answer that question. Yeah. In every case. And I'm sure people are thinking
0: about specific gifts of the Holy Spirit and they're wanting us to discuss those and that's not the question. Yeah, that's not and I was just
1: gonna say, and I think we've done some of those discussions. Yeah, there are certainly spiritual gifts that we no longer have because the purpose of those gifts has been fulfilled. But to say that the living Holy Spirit that dwells in the Christian it only operates through God's word is much more than scripture says. Scripture does not say that in any way, shape or Yeah. Part. Because, and I've heard
0: many times, whether it's in people's discussions or from pulpits in different churches, the Holy spirit is your conscience informed by the reading of the word. And that's, That's the purview that they give to the Spirit.
1: The the Holy Spirit does inform our conscience and bring us to conviction and all those things through the Word, but Mm -hmm. that's not all the Holy Spirit That's not where it stops. That's right. Uh, Romans 8, verse uh, 13. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you Mm. shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. Certainly the Spirit of God leads us in the right path by his word mm-hmm. but also we are helped by the spirit himself to overcome sin yeah and it's uh, almost it sounds like it's giving us a strength beyond what we would have on our own yeah hebrews 2:18 since jesus suffered when he was tempted he is able to help Mm-hmm. those who are tempted. Yeah. Uh when we draw near to the throne of grace we not only find mercy, Hebrews four sixteen, but grace to help us mm-hmm. in time of need. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit helps us in intangible ways when we trust in his power, yeah. even though he guides us through the word. So is the word in you? Yes. Is the word working in you? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit working with and alongside of and even beyond the word? Yes. Yeah. And is it then
0: creating that connection and strengthening the relationship between you and God? Through the Absolutely. groanings and things we talked about. So it plays a very active role in the life of a Christian. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So very interesting. I don't think I've thought too much about that almost the mechanic side of how it works.
1: Well, I think that came out in, in, in a reaction against some of the abuses of the charismatic movement, mm. and our thinking along those lines was kind of formed in that debate yeah. instead of just looking at texts and see what these texts say. So a lot of times
0: we end <laughs> up with a reactionary policy. That's than, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Mm. That sounds very sad. It is very sad. <laughs> um, okay. I, don't, I can't think of any other thoughts or questions. Does that kind of clarify in your mind, the question? It does to me, but I'm sure there'll be some follow-up questions, <laughs> which is yeah, fine. Like so many things, I have found that the more voices in the discussion, the more well-rounded <laughs> That's the right. answers. So if you have any follow-up comments, <clears throat> questions to this, send them on in. We'd love to discuss them some more. Y'all have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.